It's January 22nd, 2020. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we're going to have David uh, Miyashiro from Hawaii Kids Can, and he's going to join us to tell us about an event coming up called the Hawaii Education Innovation Showcase. And then we'll be joined by Ken Hiraki and Melanie Joseph, and they're going to be telling us about some social impact investing and how this helps to kind of spark edu- uh, innovation in education. But now it's my pleasure to welcome David because, you know, I, I think I just seen you like about a week ago, David. And, <laughs> and of course, David Mishu, he's a he's a friend to uh, Bite Marsh Cafe. He's got Hawaii Kids Can. I mean, I remember uh, work, walking the, the ledge uh, trying to get, you know, computer science uh, in, and education um, through the legislature. But He's got something called the Hawaii Education Innovation Showcase. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks for having me, Bert. Yeah, so I know uh, you've been a strong advocate for a number of education initiatives, uh, computer science being being one of them. But uh, when we saw each other this you know this past weekend at the um, Computer Science uh, Teachers Association Hawaii Summit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were telling me about a, a you know an event coming up that uh, I thought maybe it'd be good to share. Yeah, um, and thank you so much for having me. You know, Hawaii Kids Can is focused from the very beginning when we launched in 2017 on the ideas of education and innovation mm-hmm. uh, combined, right? So edupreneurs and folks who are coming up with big ideas because the reality is we know that the world of work is changing rapidly, right? The The way that, uh, that kids going through our schools right now are going to be working in and the jobs that are available to them dramatically different than their parents and then their grandparents, right? So we're really trying to think, you know, not just on what's available right now, but what's coming up in the future and how do we make that available for more families? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in terms of uh, some of the projects that, that you get involved in, I mean, give me some examples of some of the, besides some of the advocacy work that you do. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we really focus on is what are those models out there that we can try here in Hawaii? Mm-hmm. So, um, this showcase actually came out after a visit that, that my um, coworker and I did to Connecticut. We got to see something called workspace education, uh, which is a really wild concept. You know, if you've been to an Impact Hub, Honolulu, Box Jelly, Entrepreneur Sandbox, I think a lot of folks are more familiar with this idea of co-working, right? Mm-hmm. Even on the mainland, you've got um, WeWork in these big companies. Um, but you really haven't seen it quite yet merge with education. And workspace education in Connecticut was this really radical idea where you can have co-working and co-learning side by side and parents actually opting in through like a subscription model and able to really personalize the education that their kids are getting. So it's kind of like this really 21st century idea of kind of homeschooling or even community schooling that I just thought was fascinating. Now, help me understand. <clears throat> so this is kind of, kind of you know, the commercial version of the the WeWorks and the co-working spaces and where you would typically go and, and find other you know professionals uh, sharing some space. Mm-hmm. How does where's the where's that intersection between the the educational sort of workspace and co-working or is it am, what am I I mean are, 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 is it more like a, uh, an innovation co-work space for students or <laughs> where, do professionals get involved? I mean, how does this merger take place? Yeah, so in workspace education, you know, imagine going to a place where as a parent, you know, you're, you're a freelancer or you're kind of working remotely, right? Mm-hmm. You can go and you can have your um, 
you know, your your uh, professional life there. Mm-hmm. But then right in that same building is somewhere you can take your kids to. And what they have access to through this network of parents and professionals is kind of a world-class education that, um, you know, when you think about Netflix versus mm-hmm. kind of traditional cable packages, mm-hmm. it's more of that Netflix model. Or if you want a kid to learn culinary arts or you want them to learn music or uh, computer science, they can opt in and subscribe to that specific um, course right there in the same exact building where you are doing your professional work as well. So it's a really interesting, powerful new idea. Mm -hmm. Still really new, Mm -hmm. but I would not be surprised if 10, 15 years from now you see much more of these kind of community-based hubs popping up. Um, So the Innovation Showcase is going to be this Sunday from three to six, and we thought it was so appropriate to have it at the Entrepreneur's Sandbox because I think that same spirit of discovery and innovation that's happening at a place like Entrepreneur Sandbox, um, we want to bring that spirit into education and and showcase some of the really amazing community uh, partners and programs that are out there. So are you trying to kind of show examples of or recreate the workspace education at the Sandbox at this innovation education innovation showcase? I mean, and what sort of examples might you be showing? Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's really trying to take that uh, put, it, put it into a kit and have mm-hmm. it a one-day event. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just for this particular event, um, you know, we have some folks coming in to talk about astronomy. Um, we have some talking about coding, computer science. Um, we have, uh, you know, family reading lab there. There's a lot that we're going to have showcased. Um, and so really the idea is, you know, for the longest time, we've pictured education and school as one and the same thing. But I think what we're seeing now through programs like Khan Academy and digital learning that education and learning is all around us. And so sometimes it's just a matter of families being aware of what's out there. Now, what would you like to see as an outcome of this showcase? I mean, is it just to get people to think about some of the uh, new ideas that could be perhaps Im- implemented? Or do you envision like a, a charter school taking on you know this sort of task of being very sort of creative and innovative? I mean, so what do you think uh, are the next steps after this showcase? So I think what I'd love to see is um, maybe taking this on the road eventually. So going to um, some other, uh, you know, neighbor islands and, you know, trying to think about how can we create community uh, hubs for learning. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, this really being a little bit of a pilot, a test case, putting that balloon out there and Mm -hmm. letting it float, um, you know, but really seeing, you know, if this sparks some kind of excitement and innovation um, for our families and in our education community, um, you know, that would, to me, would be really rewarding. Great. So, again, where can people sign up for this uh, event coming up on Sunday? So, uh, even though it's the first event, we, we sold out already, which is really exciting. But okay. the event's happening from 3 to 6 at Entrepreneur's Sandbox in Kaka'ako this Sunday. Um, you know, if folks show up in person, I think we'll be able to register them there as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main page is on Eventbrite. So, if you look up the Hawaii Education Innovation uh, Showcase, you'll find more information there. Well, you know what I'll do is I'll put the, the link up on our show notes for later on, and then people can can definitely check it out. And again, it's it's coming up on Sunday, 3 to 6, over at uh, uh, the Sandbox. Yes, exactly. Sandbox. Very good. Now, David is going to actually hang out with us uh, for the second half of the show. Uh, so we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Ken Hiraki and Melanie Joseph, and we'll talk about social impact investing. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Locations, Haleakala Waldorf School, and Honolulu Waldorf School. In the morning, I have my juice, my toast, and the BBC. In the evenings, especially Saturdays and Sundays, I, I like Seth Marcos' show. Um, I love American Roots. If I'm in the mood for classical music, again, I can just push the other button and listen to it. If I'm driving, it seems like whatever's on is good. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. And, of course, I'm happy to have uh, Ken Hiraki and Melanie Joseph. Ken is a director over at the, actually, the president of the Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation, and Melanie is the marketing manager over at Farmers Insurance of Hawaii. And, of course, you just heard uh, David Miyashiro from Hawaii Kids Can. We're all in the studio, and we're all going to talk about some of the actual, you know, sort of funding sources that actually help enable some of these creative programs to actually take place. I want to welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, let's start with a little bit of... uh, uh, some level setting on, on what exactly is this Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation, Ken? <laughs> yes, we're an organization founded in 1986, and some business leaders got together and thought, gee, how can we support the public schools? So they came up with the idea of having an organization uh, come together where we could pool our resources so that we can have a greater impact on on the public schools. And so... Uh, our signature event is called the Good Idea Grants, mm-hmm. and basically it's grants up to $3,000 that we provide to teachers uh, so they can bring their good ideas to life in their classroom. Um, but for these grants, you know, teachers wouldn't be able to do it, or uh, it would have to come out of their pockets. And so, uh, again, this is our signature uh, event, and we've invested over $5 million dollars. Uh, into the public schools through our Good Idea Grants. So this um, this Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation, I mean, mm-hmm. its purpose, its real sort of primary purpose is to uh, raise money, right, and actually help fund some of these sort of innovative projects that take place in the community. And like you said, you've been, uh, well, the, the organization's been at it for the better part of the last 20-plus years. Yes. Right? Now, now <clears throat> Melanie, um, Farmers, I mean, you know, we know farmers insurance, uh, but how how are you involved? Are you also involved in this sort of social impact investing as well? I mean, uh, you're, you're a little new to my sphere of influence, so what is a farmer's role in, in all of this? So Farmers Insurance Hawaii has been very active um, in the education community here in Hawaii for many years. And most recently, we had the Think America's Teachers program. And out of that program, which was a national program, two Hawaii teachers have benefited from that and each won $100,000 for their schools. And it's for these innovative, um, creative, out-of-the-box ideas to help transform education here in Hawaii. And we've been a strong supporter of that here in Hawaii, and we want to continue that relationship. So this this national program, I mean, uh, describe it a little bit more. I mean, this is something that happened for a c- couple several years and uh, again it's it's national but but Hawaii people were or teachers were able to apply for it and were actually successful at you know getting some funds tell us a little bit about that process yes yeah, so that program was around for five years it was called the farmers insurance thank America's teachers program and it was a national program 
And the fact that we had two Hawaii winners, we actually had um, four finalists in the last couple of years uh, competing against other teachers across the country. So what happened was is each teacher had to submit a grant application of their uh, big idea, and then it was... Uh, it was gone. It would go down to about fifteen finalists across the country, and mm-hmm. then they had to uh, vote on which teacher should win. And so we were able to compete on a national level with two teachers here in Hawaii and win that money for our, our Hawaii schools. Wow, that's great! Now, David, David is here more as a, a uh, recipient of, of some of the funds that are made available uh, through public schools and farmers. So, David, I mean, what, what is your I – mean, Hawaii Kids Can, I mean, we're, we're pretty familiar with the, um, you know, some of the work that you do. But typically, you know, we don't usually ask you, David, where did you, you get your money from? <laughs> so what is it that you would look for in organizations, let's say, like the public schools of Hawaii? Yeah, I think um, the Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation is such a great local partner because they're mm-hmm. always looking for – how can we kind of have this multiplier effect across the community? So we connected with them last year um, along with our one of our partners, uh, Teach for America Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, to launch the first Spark and Inspire event. So it was really inspired by uh, the show Shark Tank where you had entrepreneurs coming up to these, you know, and big investors who had the resources and the knowledge and then looking to get their ideas or their product to the next level. And so Spark and Inspire was the same idea where you had local Public school teachers, um, you know, last year we had folks from Oahu and Hawaii Island um, pitching huge, you know, uh, organizations and leaders, uh, you know, the head of the Department of Education in Hawaii, um, the head of uh, Hawaii Community Foundation, right? All, you know, six or seven panelists, all who lead major organizations. um, And these teachers were getting seed funding from uh, the Public Public Schools Hawaii Foundation to make their dreams a reality and take their projects to the next level. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Ken, having you know been doing this for a little while and actually getting notoriety uh, amongst the community on the availability of funds, I mean, give us some examples of some of the projects that 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 uh, you've actually funded. In fact, you know, interestingly enough, probably many of them have been on the show, but you know, we don't usually ask them. Okay, well, where'd you guys get your money from? So tell us a little bit about some of those uh, oh, projects. Great, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, in addition to our good idea grants, we started some other projects uh, that, that again are, are we think are just breakthroughs, groundbreaking projects. So one of the things that we have coming up for this first time is uh, called the Genome Science Boot Camp. Okay, okay. And uh, we're partnering with Ina Informatics Network to kind of demystify the genome science uh, area by providing teachers with the hands-on training uh, for a week during the summer. Um, and just for them to understand what this area of science is all about. As you know, there's a local connection to the advances in genome science, and that's Jennifer Doudna, graduate of Hill High School Public School, uh, who went on uh, after graduation to basically uh, co-discover what they call the CRISPR method, where they can use their techniques to hopefully edit out defective genes that cause things like cancer or diabetes. So in the future, these diseases, uh, afflictions may be a thing of the uh, of the past. And so, you know, instead of spending money on health care, we're going to be doing it and building housing, providing better transportation, better schools, because certain diseases will no longer be there. So, uh, again, we're kicking it off. We're doing a training during the summer. If you go through the program and you're a public school teacher, a science teacher, 
After you complete the program, you'll be eligible to receive funding from the foundation to actually fund your labs to continue that program. Right. So, you know, I've had uh, Yvonne Chan and, and Eric, I think, Tong, yes. who were both representative uh, of the um, Aina Informatics program from Iolani. And they spoke about not only doing this for Iolani, but making this available to other schools, Absolutely. public schools included. Right. Of course, one of the things is that, you know, the equipment costs some money. I mean, it's not something that you go, you know, sell Zippy's Chili and, and try to raise money for. So, you know, what is it that, so do they approach you? How does that, how does that work? And, and what kind of numbers are we talking about? <laughs> Again, it, it, it all depends on what they have already. But we're, we're looking at about $40,000 per school lab mm-hmm. uh, to initially get the, the program started. Yeah. And so that's, that's what we'd like to start with. Uh, we think once we kick it off and there's an excitement and there's a network that, that uh, builds up, then we think the private sector will come in and invest a lot of money into this program because, as I said, this is a new field in Hawaii because of biodiversity. We're the perfect place for this industry, and I think Hawaii can be the world-class leader in this field. And so that's the exciting news about this. Mm-hmm. You just need to spark it. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we need to do. Now, you are, I mean, uh, you're, you're so humble. You're not, you, you, you mentioned one. I mean, there's probably like half a dozen <laughs> projects uh, off the top of my mind that you've helped to fund. I mean, So what we also do is a design thinking uh, workshops. Um, we think that there's uh, you know, a culture somehow in, in some of our public schools of, of no can, no can. So we teach the process of design thinking. I won't go into it, but it kind of gives students the creative confidence to move from no can to how can. Uh-huh. And that, that process... Um, uh, we think is essential, that mindset is essential for kids to succeed in the AI future. But in addition to that, we believe that you need to teach them the newest technologies to tackle these uh, old problems. So again, genome science. In addition, we're teaching them artificial intelligence. So we have a program going on in Waipahu High School where we're teaching kids uh, about artificial intelligence because we believe that kids in the future um, in the AI economy, we'll have to um, work with technology and robotics and AI and not be afraid of it. So by teaching the kids uh, and introducing them to this type of technology in the high school level, when they move on, they'll be much uh, more able to adapt because they have the right mindset, which is design thinking, and the right skill set, which is advances in uh, artificial intelligence, coding, as well as genome science. Now, in the design thinking world, uh, which organization was it that was perhaps a recipient of some of the grants that you came up with for design thinking? And I know who, I know who the a- Aloha AI guys are. I mean, Oceanet has been very much at the forefront of, of AI with education. But like for design thinking, was it also the design thinking sort of collective of... of uh, We're very coaches? fortunate in Hawaii. We have uh, Ian Kitajima who is the, uh, I call him the master of design thinking. <laughs> the and Jedi. So, yeah, yeah, he's a Jedi. So uh, through uh, his organization and his company, Oceanet, uh, they provide the training. And, uh, you know, literally he's trained uh, hundreds of teachers and, and hundreds of students. And we really uh, owe our gratitude to Ian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> um, Melanie, I do want to ask you a little bit more about the, you know the national hundred thousand dollar grant that came that was actually uh, won by a couple of teachers here, so we will get into that. We'll actually hold that thought. We'll be right back after the short break to continue our conversation with 
Kenny Rocky, Melanie Joseph, David Miyashiro, and we're talking about innovation and social impact investing. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Ken Hiraki from the Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation and Melanie Joseph from Farmers Insurance. And we also have David Miyashiro from Hawaii Kids Can. And we're talking about investing in Hawaii's next generation of uh, innovators and, of course, primarily in the education sector. And, of course, right before the break, you know, we we're talking about some of the programs that uh, the Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation were able to to fund and spark and get, you know, get uh, – uh, happening with you know design thinking and things like uh, Aloha AI and Melanie, I mean this national program that that farmers uh, helped to kick off uh, ended up getting um, a couple of teachers here with a hundred thousand dollar grant. What, what what is it? What did they receive the grant for? And what did they do with the the money? So the first teacher who won in Hawaii was. Um Trish Morgan at Stevenson Middle School. She's a STEM teacher. Mm-hmm. She won uh, in 2017 the Farmers Insurance Think America's Teacher $100,000 grant for her idea of creating a makerspace in an innovation imaginarium. And what she has done with that grant is absolutely amazing. She purchased um, 3D printers in particular, and her students were able to design and print a prosthetic arm for a former student, prosthetic fingers for a current student, as well as design a sensor program that helps a current blind student navigate the walls. Um, And it's a wearable device that senses um, the motion and other objects in her way. So uh, the fact that she's been able to use this grant, the money, to come up with these innovative ideas for middle school students to not not only learn more about STEM, but to help the community and and, and other students. It's amazing. That's that's actually incredible. Middle school, and, and they're actually creating prosthetic prosthetic arms and arms fingers and, yeah. and, and, and sensors. It's, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And then the second teacher who won um, is 2018 winner Zachary Morita. He won, uh, he's a music teacher at New Valley Middle School, and he won for his idea of having a Music Olympic Invitational. This is also a, an opportunity not just for New Valley students, but students across the whole state. Mm-hmm. So he's inviting um fellow music teachers and their students to compete against each other as a music Olympics. And that's coming up on March 7th. Wow, that's great. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with, uh, with David here because, you know, you were a recipient of, of some monies. And, and was there a, uh, let's say, an evaluation of your performance as a result of using this money? And then I'll, 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 I'll give it over to... Uh, Ken, to, to kind of give him, give him a chance to say, well, how does he actually evaluate, you know, the success of some of these programs? But, you know, when you were a recipient of, of monies, um, what were the, you know, let's say the uh, criteria by which you wanted to perform? Yeah, so I think one of the great things about um, the Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation, and Ken in particular, is it's not this big, you know, kind of scary process. It's mm-hmm. really conversational. 
we met up with Ken, talked story, you know, shared some of the things we liked, some of the things that we wanted to improve. And, you know, for example, for Spark and Inspire this year, um, you know, really, I think the, the focus is on how can we continue to support these projects long term, right? So if you think about the Shark Tank show, they'll come back to them in, you know, six months to a year and, and, and again, show what's happening and how did that project progress. Um, so I think with Ken, you know, they're always pushing us to think, how, how can you guys make this more sustainable, right? How can you broaden the impact? Um, but really, it's more of a, a partner than re- than kind of the grantor-grantee relationship. Mm-hmm. And and so, Ken, I mean, how do, you, how do you go about measuring the success of the, the grants that you've been able to give out to some of these uh, organizations? Yeah, as far as measurables, you know, we don't look at things like numbers or percentages. What we look at is smiles on faces or that look in their eye when the child finally gets something or if you see a teacher who is inspired to stay in teaching because they got a good idea grant and they found their passion and their interest in some new field that's that's how we measure success with the with the public schools foundation so you know not your typical organization but uh, again you know, we feel that that's what's missing uh, right now to mm-hmm. inspire our students and the teachers. Now, uh, you know, between um, farmers and public schools, I mean, I know that the the national program kind of took a little change in direction, but uh, there's a a new program that that you're coming up with in partnership with the public schools uh, of Hawaii. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. That's right. So we wanted to continue that momentum that we had through the $100,000 grant, but we really wanted to focus that here in Hawaii and invest that in the public schools here in Hawaii. So we have uh, partnered with the Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation with a new grant program Mm -hmm. called the Education Innovation um, Teacher Challenge Grant. And um, it is sponsored by both organizations. And this program is only for Hawaii teachers. And it's just getting ready to launch. It will be $25,000 for an Oahu teacher uh, in their school and a $25,000 grant for a neighbor island teacher in their school. Um, So we just really want to encourage the teachers here in Hawaii who have uh, big ideas, who are inspired uh, to do more and transform and change and innovate education here in Hawaii to apply for this grant. So who would they actually apply to? Would they apply to farmers or uh, you know, public schools of Hawaii? They would actually apply at our website. Um, the website is uh, farmershawaii.com slash education innovation. And they can go online there, fill out the application. The application process um, will actually start February 17th. And, and the deadline to complete that application is May 30th. Now, uh, in terms of, um, you know, number of applicants, I mean, you're you're probably wanting to get as many as you can. Uh, You know, in terms of the the national competition that you you had previously, uh, how many from Hawaii were actually competing uh, on a national level? On a national level. So the first year that uh, Trish Morgan was competing, she was the only person in Hawaii competing Mm -hmm. against 15 other teachers across the country. Um, the following year, in 2018, we had three Hawaii finalists um, competing uh, against the other 15, uh, 15 total. So here in Hawaii, what we're going to do with the Education Innovation Grant is we're actually going to take all the applications and we're going to narrow it down to three Oahu finalists and three neighbor island finalists. And then from that point, we will choose one Oahu school and one uh, neighbor island school. So Ken, what role would you be playing besides you know giving uh, 25K to farmers to actually put this program together. I mean, are you going to get out there and 
sort of chum the waters and find out some... Of, of course. You know, we have our Good Idea grants. And so, uh, again, we're limited to only $3,000 for the Good Idea grants. But we also wanted to figure out how we could make a good idea even greater. Mm-hmm. And so we will be out there uh, advertising and marketing, uh, again, this, this new initiative. And we will also be invo- involved with the judging uh, of all the, uh, the applicants. So we are going to be heavily involved in um, marketing this as well. Very good. So, again, where can people find out more about this uh, new grant uh, program? The uh, Education Innovation Grant between uh, the Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation and Farmers Insurance can be found at FarmersHawaii.com slash Education Innovation. Very good. Ken Araki is the director over at the Public Schools of Hawaii Foundation. Melanie Joseph is the marketing manager at Farmers Insurance. And, of course, uh, David Miyashiro is with Hawaii Kids Can. I want to thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Bert. Thank you. Thank you for And thank us. you for listening to Bite Marsh Cafe. Join us next week when we will find out about a new data center coming up in Hawaii. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Your-